Welcome to the Superpower Success Podcast. It's time to shift your paradigm, gain some inspiration, and get moving towards that next level of success. Today, we're talking about common sense leadership. And Darren Lynch, who is the founder and CEO of Irish Titan, I first heard him use this term on another podcast that I was listening to. And I remember I was driving and I was like, yeah, that's what we all need right now is a little more common sense leadership. So I immediately emailed him and said, that's what I want our podcast topic to be. And so thank you for being here. Thanks for having me, Jamie. Today. Looking forward to it. So I would love you to start, and, and you kind of know the premise of the podcast, but we want to share leaders' journeys because I think for so much of many of us as leaders, as we're trying to grow and get better, is we see other people's highlight reels on like how easy it was or what we right. perceive was easy. And so I'd love you to just share kind of how you've gotten to this point in your success. Yeah, um, thanks for having me. Uh, yeah. Looking forward to the chat. I think that my, my journey, it, it depends on how you want to define journey. Um, I guess just quick bio sort of journey. Um, I grew up on a farm in a small town in Iowa. Go Hawks. Uh, that's right, Go Hawkeyes. Jamie and I are fellow Hawkeyes. <laughs> we just did a fist bump. Um, and so when I say small town, I mean small town. I had 59 people in my graduating class. 61, if you count the two foreign exchange students, I don't know what the hell they did to get excommunicated to my hometown. Jamie, ironically, was from a, one of the big towns, big, big towns that we would go to on special right. occasions. I would just like to be clear on this. I got my first um, speeding ticket in your small town. Oh, you did? Yes. I didn't know that. Ever. All right. And I always had to watch it from then on. I probably my know the police were officer. so pissed at me. Right. It was probably either John Fife or Bill Steading. <laughs> And that's not even a joke. It probably no, was one of those no, two. I believe you. <laughs> um, so I grew up on a farm in Iowa, um, went to University of Iowa, was a computer science uh, major and cha changed from that to a MIS, corporate finance double major, not because I was necessarily the Bill Gates, the next Bill Gates, but I found comp sci kind of boring. There wasn't enough business to it. Um, and so really enjoyed college and being a Hawkeye um, and then had a corporate career which I'll work through just a little bit before starting Irish Titan. And so that origin story, I like saying origin story because that's a um, kind of a comic book term. I'm a comic book <laughs> we'll, fan, we'll which we'll to get that. to probably. <laughs> uh, so uh, most digital agency founders are designers or developers. But I had a corporate IT career, kind of a strategic corporate IT career. My first job was at Principal Financial Group, which was a great company. And I like Des Moines. Des Moines great now. Back then it was right. a little bit less right. colorful and flavorful. There wasn't as many things to do. It wasn't bad or anything like that. It was mm -hmm. just didn't have a lot of the amenities that it has now. Then moved up here, um, ran a loss and software consulting company before going over to Wilson's Leather where I implemented e-commerce um, for Wilson's Leather. I'd been doing e-commerce at the loss and software co company. So I, by, by e-commerce standards, I'm a dinosaur because yeah. my first e-commerce project was in 1998. Um, then I went to Second Swing Golf, and this is where the journey probably really starts. Um, I was CEO at Second Swing Golf, implemented e-commerce there. We filed bankruptcy three years after I was there because we grew too quickly. We didn't manage um, necessarily our bricks and mortar growth and capitalization the right way. That'd be just the easy summary. Um, and so when, the, when you file bankruptcy, uh, the bank appoints a receiver um, the receiver decides who they're going to keep from the executive team. They kept the CFO to handle the bank account. Um, he was doing a great job on that sort of thing. And they kept me to do everything else and eliminated the rest of the executive team. So for about four months, 
I had um, a, a pretty challenging and emotionally draining job because I closed stores, liquidated inventory, needed to keep the employees as much as I could that we needed, and everybody knew we were finding bankruptcy. Mm -hmm. um, and I really um, was working with my team to help them find their jobs. So when I walked out of Second Swing Golf, and when I was literally the one who walked out and shut the lights off, that's when I decided to start Irish Titan because I'd been on the other side of the table from an e-commerce perspective for six, seven, eight years by that point, um, and decided that I thought there was a better way to do it. So that's when I started Irish Titan. Um, and the journey from then till now, I would say really falls into three phases. And I, I heard the, a speaker a long time ago say that every business goes through three stages. Mm -hmm. At first, you're everything to everybody because you need to check to keep the lights on. Second phase, you're something for everybody. You know what you do, but not necessarily who you do it for. Third phase, you're something for somebody. You know what you do and who you do it for. Um, and so those first four, five, six years, I did a lot of consulting on the side. That was our first phase. And then the journey thereafter is when it really started to take off with ups and downs. Um, because that's when I stopped doing any consulting. We started to focus on nothing but digital um, and particularly e-commerce. And that's when the roller coaster began. Yeah. I love it. And, and that you've shared that with me and I've shared that with other people that those phases, because I think it's real and I don't think there's a way to skip over them. I don't think unless you either. get a large influx of influx of like funds, which, you know, that's probably your only way. Right. And even, you know, maybe it's different for different businesses. Like maybe if you are a technology company that is building a technology product, yeah. maybe. But I, I think that even then I would question it outside of that, at least as service based companies. Right. I, I think that you, even if you get an influx of cash, you need to go through those three yeah. phases because you're going to get feedback from the market that you can't anticipate when you're so brainstorming true. on your own. I needed to hear that today. Thank you. Appreciate <laughs> that. Um, so uh, before we jump into the topic, I want to know about, right, we talk about kind of superpowers being those strengths that are just, and, and you being a comic guy, clearly yep. we're in your realm, um, being those strengths that are just, right, can like influence your success is really how we define a superpower. So what is a superpower that's helped you get to this point? Well, um, so I'm, it, I'm a little self-conscious to talk about superpowers, right? Because then it, um, I just feel a little um, uncomfortable. Like it's arrogant? It, yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Um, and so... Screw that. The, right. Talk there's some that. hesitancy to that. Also, <laughs> I am a comic book guy. DC over Marvel. I'll argue this all day. Comics, not movies, comics. Um, and particularly Batman, who has no superpowers. Um, but I think that if I, if I think through what superpowers I, I, I may have, I think there are two that come to mind. One is authenticity. Um, I know who I am. I don't edit myself. I'm not scared to talk about comic books. I'm not scared to make it clear that I'm a giant KISS fan. I've seen them 35 times. Um, and I'm wearing green wingtip shoes right now, <laughs> you know, um, and so I'm pretty uh, comfortable with myself. I'm pretty authentic about who I am and what I care about because all of those things on one hand are balanced by um, my passion and hunger and focus on growing a business um, and making a business where people are better people for coming in and working here. 
um, and doing this on behalf of my daughters. I'm a big Simon Sinek fan. We'll probably talk about that at some point. Our why at Irish Titan is business first, online second. But my personal why is to leave a legacy. Um, it's why I'm building a business. It's why the business doesn't have my name on it. I want it to have a legacy beyond um, me. So it's not Darren Lynch Enterprises or anything like that. But one of the reasons I'm doing that is because of my daughters. Um, and I think that, you know, there's a counterbalance to those kind of out there things that people sometimes say, Lynch, I can't believe you just talk about like, going to Kiss concerts last night and show that you had your face painted. Um, right. While at the same time, I'm working on DTOs for, uh, for Irish Titan. So I think authenticity is one of my superpowers. Another one that a couple people sometimes have mentioned is grit, which I actually would define as a combination of resilience and work ethic. Mm -hmm. um, growing up on the farm, um, work ethic is, is super important. And my mom was a teacher, my dad was a farmer, both exemplified that. And so work ethic is super important to me, usually one of our core values, and so I switched that word to impact. But work ethic is, um, I think, one aspect. Everybody can work hard when they need to, when things are good. Right. Resilience is what will give you the ability to navigate things when they're bad. And I think the combination of those two is what I define as grit. So those are two things that come to mind. I love that. And so with those, I'm just curious on the authenticity one, because I agree with you on that. You, you for sure do exemplify that. Do you see that has been something that has evolved for you or emerged? Um, at, you, did you always have that and it just showed up in different ways? Like even when you think back to when you were younger for starting your career? Yeah, I think that um, I probably have always had it. Um, you know, earlier when we were talking, I used this phrase, but I think that we spend all of our lives becoming more of who we are. Correct. Um, and I've never really hidden the things that I'm very passionate about, whether it's Batman or Kiss or the Hawkeyes or the Lakers or the Steelers or whatever it might be. Um, and so I've never really um, hidden those things. I've been pretty open with them, but I can speak actually to one moment where it was the first time I was really conscious about not hiding that in a business setting. Um, I was on a road trip with a, um, a, a peer from a, a private equity firm and we went to go visit a prospect that we both had. It was a, a potential e-commerce client for us and they were considering investing in them. And so on the way back, um, and this was about 2008, something like that, so a long time ago now. Um, on the way back, the conversation came up about, uh, you know, what kind of music do you like? Uh, what, what's your favorite band? And I remember for a split second, I thought, do I tell this private equity guy right. that Kiss is my favorite band? Or do I talk about Frank Sinatra, who I'm also a giant fan of, right? And I thought, no, I'm not going to edit myself. And I said, it's Kiss. You may laugh, but here's why. And I kind of described it. And he said, that's awesome. Uh, I'm a Kiss fan too. Um, and so that was the first time I really consciously decided that I'm not going to edit myself in any sort of setting. That's why I have earrings, I don't cut my hair, I don't shave. Every once in a while I shave down to some stubble, <laughs> but I haven't used a razor in probably 10 years. I love it. And I love it. Thank you for answering that little further question because I think a lot of us, those those superpowers emerge. We always have them, right. but it's when you step into the power is when they become more than just a strength. Right. Right. And so I think those moments of clarity as leaders and, and stepping into that we each have our own. Yep. Right. And what those are and owning them and yep. not worrying about what everybody cares. Right. Right. Everybody does have superpowers and whether it's 
authenticity and breaking through that concern about what others think of you for saying you're a KISS fan or wearing green wing, wingtip shoes or a green leather top hat and fake fur green coat. Yeah, he's, he's not just coming up with random examples, just so you know, there are pictures on the internet. <laughs> right, I could talk for a long time about all that sort of stuff. So whether it's authenticity or maybe it's something around um, sense of humor, right? And, and maybe someone's a little hesitant to just put their sense of humor out there because they're worried they're going to be seen as someone who's not taking life or work seriously. Right? When you break through those self-inflicted barriers right. to own those superpowers, you're going to be much, much happier and much more successful. Absolutely. Amen to that. So I want to jump into the topic, right, that we talked about with common sense leadership. And, and when I heard you speak about this, why I don't know why it hit me like a ton of bricks, because it's, it's simple, right? I mean, there's nothing like earth shattering here. But I want you to talk about what you mean by that and how it's played into kind of your success as a leader. Yeah, I think that like a lot of, at least my sayings, common sense leadership emerged off the cuff as a phrase, um, just like business first online did, uh, online second did. Um, but what I mean by that common sense leadership is I think that a lot of the time we encounter situations where someone as a leader, however you want to define that, mm -hmm. feels like they need to be using um, a rubric from a TED talk or from a leadership book or right. they need to have this pithy saying mm -hmm. um, uh, at, at the ready on a moment's notice and instead of approaching any given situation um, from just uh, a perspective of being authentic in themselves and knowing that they're good, a good person and making the decisions that are in line with that. So uh, common sense leadership just means being yourself and being consistent with your values and direction and knowing that if you make a mistake, you can correct that. Um, you know, so I think one of the, the hearts of being an entrepreneur is the second decision and the third decision you make because the first decision is often wrong. Um, and so common sense leadership, I think, speaks to this notion that I don't need to reference a John C. Maxwell leadership book or a Seth Godin blog or a Simon Sinek um, TED talk to be able to handle a situation that calls for some leadership. I think subconsciously, given that I've read a lot of those, watched a lot of those, et cetera. Right. Sometimes I do explicitly reference something from them. Sometimes I think subconsciously they're shaping how I'm approaching things. Right. But all of that is, is, is shaping my own values, my own personal beliefs, my own um, EQ talents or lack thereof. Right. And I think that common sense leadership is how you put all that together and you're just an authentic person. Why do you think some leaders struggle with that? I think because they are afraid to be, I think two reasons. One, I think they're afraid to be human um, because they are worried what people are going to think of them. They're worried to be vulnerable because they're scared of putting themselves out there. You know, and I think these are really good times for that example because uh, we just recently went through an election. Like anybody that's listening right now knows, anybody that listens in a few years and you're wondering when this happens. You're going to know what you're talking right, about. Right, exactly. <laughs> um, and so I think a lot of people are uncomfortable talking about politics because they've become so divisive. Right. I don't try to talk about politics every day, um, but one of the things I did here at Irish Titan is make sure that everybody knew 
that if we needed to talk about something, um, we could do that, but we need to respect people's varying opinions, right? And I'll say that and I'll share my opinion on any given topic because I know I'm a good person. And so right. if I um, say something wrong, it's because I said it wrong. It's not because I'm a bad person. Right. And I think that that's one of the reasons that people are afraid um, to demonstrate authenticity and vulnerability mm -hmm. uh, because they're worried about how they might communicate. I think secondly, um, I, I referenced this saying before, I, I, I think. Um, people don't expect perfection, they expect honesty. Right. And I think that sometimes leaders and managers, which are two different things, it can be the same person, but they're two different roles. Um, I think that sometimes um, people don't understand that or don't recognize that and don't understand that they, they can make a mistake, right. but just be honest honest about maybe the decision you're making and or the decision you're reversing um, that, that 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 gives people pause and introduces an unnecessary um, barrier to putting themselves out there and and being authentic leaders and just background on two and a half years ago when I started this podcast that was a big piece of why I started it is because I was talking to so many leaders that felt they had to filter themselves online and they were looking at social and comparing and and there were just so many different things and I just thought I just need to bring leaders on that, that are talking like this right it's almost like giving permission for the rest of us to be this way and to think this way. And what it keeps, what, when you're talking, what it keeps bringing up for me too is something that I say to my kids all the time. And I'm hoping at one point in their life, they're gonna be like, oh yeah, I, my mom used to tell me that and I don't know why. <laughs> is that it can't be wrong if it's coming from the right place. Right. Right? I mean, it can be, you can need to be adjusted, but it can't be fundamentally, meaning you can't be a bad person right. if you're doing something from a place that you think is right based on what you know. Yep. And then when it's, offend someone or it's the wrong decision or it's then we need to adjust right but we can't we don't need to come down on ourselves right. we just need to change kind of the what what we're doing right, right. and change our perspective and right. so i think that's kind of what you're saying is that as long as it's coming from the right place i may stumble i may say the wrong thing right yep. i i may offend someone unknowingly yep um but it's not what happens, it's how I respond to it and what I choose to do about it after the fact. Yeah, I think you summarized it better than I did with that. It can't be wrong if it's coming from the right place mm -hmm. uh, because I could not agree with that more. I think that's a fantastic way to summarize yeah. it. Yeah, perfect. All right, my kids will appreciate it someday. Um, so talk to me about how you see this evolving or just leaders evolving. Like what guidance would you give leaders, especially during this crisis, during this time that we're dealing with? Um, well, this is definitely a, a challenging time for leaders, and I think that there are a number of reasons it's challenging, right? Like we're all trying to navigate a time of tremendous ambiguity, conflicting information. Not as much now um, on, the, on the science of the virus, but when uh, the pandemic first started, there was conflicting scientific evidence, right? And there's still a lot of things people don't know um, why certain people catch it and other people don't or why people catch it and symptoms are really mild and other people, you know, right. more severe, etc. So in that sense, it's, it's difficult to navigate things right now. We already talked about the election, um, the economy, right? Because there's people talk about a K-shaped recovery um, and certain industries are ravaged um, and other industries are flourishing and some are in the middle and some are unknown because there's uh, fiscal uh, stimulus and, and relief that may or may not happen, right? And so navigating all of that 
as leaders is really difficult. And when you add into the mix the notion of working from home or not based on what your culture and, and environment was like before, it's, it's, it's really difficult. And so I think that um, leaders right now need to be really self-aware of what's important to them um, and how they communicate that. I think that they need to be very, very conscious of finding things that give them energy. And, you know, sometimes people describe that as, as self-care, make sure you yeah. uh, exercise or meditate, whatever it might be, which I also agree. But in my words, it's about those things that give you energy. Um, like I've had some people say, Lynch, you should meditate. I'm like, I don't need to meditate. For me, I get my meditation by working out or boxing or playing basketball or whatever right, those right. sorts of things are, right? right? Excuse me. Some people get that energy from um, reading. Some people get that energy from walking their dog. Um, I think that some people um, and some leaders don't understand sometimes the value in looking for inspiration and energy outside of quote unquote business spots. Right. Right. right, because people will watch TED Talks or read business books, all of which are great. I do a lot of that. Mm -hmm. But I think that sometimes we need to, to find inspiration and energy outside of that. For example, comic books, right? Like right. There, I actually have a, a picture of one of the panels from a Justice League comic, it was probably six, seven years ago, that in one panel summarized teamwork better than any TED Talk that I've watched, right? Mm -hmm. And you can get that inspiration for things outside of um, business podcasts and business books and TED Talks. Yep. Because sometimes if all you're doing as a leader is studying those, it can start to feel overwhelming. Right. Um, and we need to put work into our craft as, as leaders and as business owners and as professionals. You have to put work into your craft. But sometimes you put work into your craft in ways that aren't always apparent, um, mm -hmm. such as, reading comic books or listening to music or walking your dog or talking to somebody outside of your industry. Right. So there are a whole bunch of things I think that we should be doing right now that give us energy so we can take care of those um, in our stead. And I think the lines, and we talked about this a little before, the lines have been blurred, right? And, and I love that you don't talk about balance because I hate the word balance. Mm -hmm. I use choice. Mm. And, you know, as a, as a mom who has had a career and is there, you know, I've always, I've just made choices on where I spend my time. Yep. And for me, it's sometimes it's, it's on one side and sometimes it's in the other. And sometimes it feels like I'm getting it right. Um, but I, when we talk to younger leaders or people who are kind of aspiring to be leaders, we talk a lot in our coaching about finding those other places outside of business, right? Where are you? Where can you be a coach of a soccer team? Right. Where can you even be, you're a leader in your family. A lot of us are, right? We take on that leadership yep. role. And there's so many other aspects of leadership beyond the office doors, right? And, and what happens at the office that we can draw from and we can actually learn from. Right, right. Well, we should really be learning from all aspects of life. Right. Just like we talk about our whole selves. Right. Right, whether it's uh, coaching. I coached high school basketball for a few years yeah. and I loved it. I learned so much by that. It right. was absolutely um, exhausting at <laughs> times. And I remember a terribly long bus ride um, back <laughs> after we lost to a team. Uh, 50, they had 50 some points, we had 23. I remember we had 23 points because we had 25 turnovers and you're not supposed to have more turnovers than you do points. 
Um, yeah, I think, yeah. But you learn from those situations. <laughs> right, right, right. And what do you take from that as a leader, but also how do you then pay that forward and right. help others? So for a leader who's listening right now, who just feels stuck, right? They need that inspiration because I think all of us right now are searching for inspiration versus just things that kind of drain us yep. right now. What tips would you give them? What do, what do you do? Well, um, two things come to mind. One is, I think, especially valuable right now um, because one of the challenges with the way our work lives have been disrupted since the pandemic hit is this rapid shift for most people to a different kind of work environment. You know, those who already worked remotely, worked from home, um, maybe they're like, well, nothing changed for me. Right. Um, right. Unless maybe they were going to coffee shops and they either are still not able to or weren't able to for a while. But most of us were going into an office or driving around meeting with clients, et cetera. And um, we had more of a Monday to Friday sort of schedule. You know, you would get up, you would leave your house, you would come back at the end of the day, et cetera. Well, now there are none of those markers for a lot of people, right? right? There, there are no markers. That's one of the reasons that the time has become sort of flat, not to quote True Detective. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that, that people lose sight of, is it a weekday or a weekend? And, and there are no markers, whether it's work or going to a concert on Friday night, right? Or, right. or whatever the weekend sort of activities used to be. So one of the things that I think is really important is that we, we continue to establish habits. Because without habits, everything requires a decision, and decisions are exhausting. Right. Um, and I make a lot of decisions, and I'm decisive. So I like decisions. That um, I, I, I like making those decisions for the things that require that, not for the things that can be eliminated by habits. Right. Because without habits, everything requires a decision, and decisions are exhausting. Just to repeat the right. phrase. So I think during these times, it's important to create habits. And so if you're st working from home, um, create that habit of getting up at a certain time or putting your business shoes on, even if you're right. still in your sweatpants, whatever it might be that establishes some markers and removes some of those decisions. Right. Um, so that's one habit. Um, and then I think that the other thing that I would do is, I touched on this earlier, but identify where you get energy um, and build that into your habits. Right. So um, I read a lot, I listen to a lot of podcasts, I talk with a lot of great people like you, Jamie, and hear sayings, read sayings, etc. And I started a few years ago, uh, I use Evernote for this sort of thing. Mm -hmm. I started um, a notebook in Evernote that is a list of sayings categorized by, I think, business ownership is one, leading people's another, change management's another. Um, and I put those sayings as I come across them into this notebook. So for example, one is, I don't need a yes man, I, I know I'm right. Uh, yeah. That's one of my yeah. sayings about myself. Right, so I need to surround myself with people that will challenge me mm -hmm. uh, because I don't need a yes man, I already know I'm right, even when I'm wrong. <laughs> uh, so I built this notebook um, that's I add to regularly. Yeah. I read that every Monday morning. Every Monday morning, I clean my computer with one of those uh, cans um, and the, the wipes. I, I do that to my computer, my phone, my headphones. Um, I read that notebook every Monday morning. Wow. And that gets me, that gives me energy, actually right. reading that notebook, cleaning my computer doesn't, that's more of like, uh, if you can't cook if you don't clean, 
Yeah. Uh, so it kind of starts a week off the right way. Yeah. But that habit of reading that gives me energy and also helps me be at the right mental level. So I'm worried about more of the visionary strategic sorts of things mm -hmm. rather than some of the tactics. I love that. And, and when you were talking about the habits is full vulnerability here is when we went and we've been back in the office. I know you guys have a little bit longer than most, but when we went into that lockdown and I wasn't commuting, mm -hmm. I mean, all I, I don't even listen to the radio. I listen to the podcast. I listen to audiobooks. I listen, and I all of a sudden, like four weeks in, was like, "Why am I feeling like yep. I'm not?" And all of a sudden, this realization of like, uh, it's because I'm not getting my self care. I'm right. not getting my energy that I used to just have built into my schedule. Right. So I started building it in, yep. and I think that's what a lot of people are missing right now. It's great advice. Yeah, yeah. I was fortunate enough to have our space uh, that we're in right now to come into every day. So when the pandemic hit, I've still been quote unquote coming to work um, every day. And I say quote unquote because our Titans who haven't been coming in, they've still been going to work every day because they've been crushing it right. uh, from home, those who are still working from home. Um, but uh, that for me was tremendously valuable because right. I'm kind of an early riser anyway. Yep. So I get up, I grab my dog, that's my big dumb oaf, Ronan, <laughs> our, our great name, um, and bring him in here every day. There's a really good fitness room in here that I could use. And I still had some of those markers. Right. Um, and right. so I never felt stir crazy. I never felt um, sort of floating. Right. So I think that, that right. that's been one of the challenges during this pandemic, there's been a lot of float. Right. right, where people aren't sure about. There's not a solid foundation for right. you. You just kind of feel like you're going through the motions. Right, right. Yeah, it's a really good point. Um, so as you think back over leadership, right over over your career, is there a pivotal learning or a moment that you can remember? Maybe it's even a quote you heard or something that was just like kind of smacked you in the face and, and was that pivotal moment for you? Um, well, there's one quote and there's one experience, two different mm -hmm. lessons there. But, um, Early in Irish Titans days, I can be pretty fiery, um, and I was no. wound <laughs> right, shocker, <laughs> um, and I was wound pretty tight on uh, an issue. And I was venting to um, a mentor, uh, Tom Ahonan. So if he ever listens to this, there's a name check for you, Tom. <laughs> um, and he mentioned to me that not every uh, uh, not every problem is serious, and not every serious problem is a crisis. Um, and that really resonated with me because. Sometimes we get wound up about things that we don't need to. Right. Um, sometimes we get wound up for good reason, but even when it's for good reason and something needs to be addressed, it might not be a crisis. It might just be a serious problem. Right. Um, and so that was a saying that resonated with me. Okay. I think that a pivotal experience for me that I can't really summarize in a nice catchy saying happened, I don't know, four or five years ago now. And we were going through a really, really rough period. You know, so. When you kick this off and ask about my journey, one of the things that you alluded to is sometimes people think everything's roses or they only think that everything, uh, they hear about the wins and the, right. and the awards right. and, the, and the PR the and all that sort reel. of thing. Right. And um, a lot of that stuff is, is what we celebrate, right? Mm -hmm. um, but nobody has um, a, a, a body of work that is all that minus problems. One of my sayings is everybody has problems. Anybody who doesn't is a liar. Mm -hmm. The trick is to have good problems and not bad problems. Right. Um, and every once in a while we've had bad problems. And four or five years ago was one of those periods where we had a perfect storm of internally caused problems where we were growing really fast, didn't have 
enough people, didn't have the right people in the right seats, didn't have the right tools and processes. We also um, were going through some real challenges with some of the technology we're using that had um, gone through an upgrade. Uh, we had some clients that were really struggling because of that and with their own businesses. And it was a perfect storm of a ton of financial problems, quite honestly, um, and internal people problems, Titan problems, etc. And I remember driving home. It was a nice summer day because I was in my Jeep, my old beat up Jeep, which is my second vehicle. I don't even have a top for it. I bought it on a gravel road in Iowa. There you go. <laughs> um, and uh, I was I was wondering, do I know what the hell I'm doing? Mm-hmm. Um, I called uh, a close friend of mine, uh, Mark Cohn, also name check, someone I've learned an incredible amount from, and asked him, and he's uber successful multiple times uh, over and over. Mm-hmm. And I asked him if he ever had days where he felt like he had no idea what he was doing. And he said, call me, grab a beer when you get home, go sit in your yard, give me a call. And I I called him and um, he worked me through some things um, that helped me get a better sense of calm with where we were and that this was um, a a crisis, but it wasn't um, um, impossible to solve. And that moment, that entire conversation, that couple of hours is in my mind in Technicolor. Right. Frequently. We haven't had problems like that since then, but I think back to that point frequently because that's the best example of um, fires all around Mm -hmm. and recognizing that those problems are what helps us realize um, adversity reveals character. Right. Doesn't build character, it reveals it. Right. Um, And it helped, I think, me understand the grit, the resilience. Um, the understanding of all the different moving parts in a business and how um, they all need to work together. And in those moments, faith is an act of courage. Yes. That's, that's what's really gotten me through the last year is that quote. I have it on my desk because there's always going to be something else. There's going to be another crisis, like yep. you said. They're not all created equal. But having faith that you're going to figure it out because you figured it out before, right? right? Whatever that is, right, um, is, is an act of courage. It's what allows you to just take the next step when you're like, I have no idea if this is a cliff, but we're going to take another step forward because it's the only option. Right, right, right. And a few of our Titans who were here during this time four or five years ago, they'll still to this day, whenever so- someone who's newer mentions, oh man, this project is totally screwed or, yeah. you know, like we got a problem like, right now. Like, you have no you idea. Have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> but that's their perspective. And right. I think that is what builds the resilience and the grit because yep. we know where we've been and where we are now. Right. And we know we can figure out whatever's next. Right. Right. I think that's so important. So how can people find out more, connect with you, follow you or, or Irish Titan? What's the best way for them to get more info? Uh, so I'm pretty accessible. Uh, you can email me at darren.lynch at irishtitan.com. Okay. I'm pretty active on LinkedIn. Uh, so you can go find me there. Um, if you message me on LinkedIn, um, like like everyone, I get a lot of blind um, connection requests right. and, and that sort right. of thing. If you message me because of the podcast, mention that because then I will respond for okay. sure. Perfect. Um, and so either one of those are, are good ways to find me. Awesome. 
Thank you for just being authentically you. <laughs> for better or worse. Right. No, I love it. And for, for helping to further this conversation. Thanks for having really me, Jamie. Enjoyed it. And to all the listeners, you know, again, every week, every podcast is just meant to be another dose of hopefully inspiration or perspective shift that you need to just keep moving forward. So always hoping that that's what it's giving you. Thanks, everyone. Thanks so much for listening. If you like this episode, please click that little subscribe button so you get the latest episodes when we release them. And we would so appreciate a rating and a review. We'd love to hear from you on how these podcast topics are having an impact for you. And if you haven't subscribed to our newsletter, make sure and go to our website, keystonegroupintl.com to sign up.